Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. At the time, I thought it was chow like goodbye. You know, like chow, rivederci, sabaro, papa chow. I'm writing back. So they obviously wanted proof of funds. I didn't have $5 million to bank out. So I falsified documents. <laughs> That's what I do. If you don't write checks, how do you pay these guys? Great cash, homie. <laughs> it was the pleasure palace. Yes. There it is. <laughs> yes, the pleasure palace. Don't you dare, Isaiah. As long as you close your eyes, it's not bad. Yes. See, that thing, it got me all up my face. I may have salt in my beard. That's a salt, brother. It's just kind of, it's a really good vibe. And I do come up here for golf a lot. And, and I've golfed some of the best courses, like Pirate's Cove. And So you're telling me the hornier the deer, the more likely he's going to die. Yeah, you know what? You kind of hit it on the head, to be honest. No, God, please, no, no. If anything, we deserve a reward or something, like a trophy. <laughs> is, this, is this where Isaiah finally talks? Yes. yes. Okay. Hello, everybody. This is the Listen Local Podcast. My name is Isaiah Moingen, and thank you so much for tuning in. I don't know if you knew this, but we are sponsored by the wonderful Pequot Lakes and Gull Lake Sanitation. If you're looking at the end of your driveway and you don't see a red or black garbage can, you're doing it wrong. Thanks so much for listening. We got the whole crew back in studio today. Hey, guys. We are here. We I'm are here. back, and it feels so good to be back. <laughs> Holy so, smokes, what have you been up to? Um, well, I was in, as you heard for a couple minutes, um, Florida last week, and I hate Florida. Colton. Jacob. What have you been up to? Uh, I went on a little camping trip. Huh? Yeah. Nice. yeah. It was supposed to be a hunting trip, but it was a camping trip. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Did you, uh... Uh-uh. Okay. Um... <laughs> You know what, though? Travel is overrated. I think we learned that on this last trip. Oh, stay local. Yeah. Stay, stay local here, for Christ's Stay for as long, long as you can. Can. Got to cherish it. <laughs> One thing we did do over the weekend, though, was go to a wonderful Minnesota Loons game. Let's see. That was local and an absolute riot. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> we almost started a riot. Yeah, just about. Uh, I apologize to the coach of the Alexandria <laughs> Blizzard um, for the things that I said. Um, but, you know, you guys won, so. Yeah, exactly. That's it, all that matters. Yep. You know, it, you know these, these kids try, <laughs> try hard and um, hopefully are, you know, just as positive after leaving the Breezy Point Arena mm -hmm. as they were when they arrived. But... <laughs> A great week, though, and week for the Pequot Lakes volleyball team. Yeah. Yes. First and foremost, I don't think we've talked about this enough. There was a bet yeah. on the Patriot football season, and yeah. I believe that Isaiah won that bet. Yeah. I also think it's important to point out, I mean, that's a hell of a turnaround from last year. Very much so. I would say. Yeah. That team looked great. Um yeah, they, they were phenomenal this year. The quarterback looked good. It's really too bad. They ran into a, it sounds like, a really good ESCO team. Um, I didn't realize ESCO was that good. But we do have a very packed show today because we have a guest who I sort of know well. But also, this week was election week, and our pal, Chief Eric Klang, won his candidacy. You know who else won? America. I'm so... 
so happy that he beat out all of the competition. Tyler Gardner. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I know. He did? He did. What? He did. Oh, man, I thought it was going to come down to the wire. So oh. Tyler doesn't know this, and um, Bill's going to hate me for saying this. So Bill wrote in Nick Mikowski. Oh, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> who, who is like Tyler Gardner's best friend. So I think they just he wanted them both to have their, their fame, you know, like both be on the same ballot, both have a registered vote. Um, sort of like Kanye with everything he does. You know, first he was on the ballot, uh-huh. just wanted to be a part uh-huh. of everything. And now nobody wants to be a part of Kanye. But, I still um, remember <laughs> that election when I got to the polling booth. Like, yeah. I didn't believe it the whole time. I yeah. didn't believe it. And then I got the ballot. It's like, oh, yep, yeah, he really did it. Yep. <laughs> really um, did it. Our guest is here. But first, Isaiah, there is a former guest who's, who's waiting. No, 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 no. I wish. Um, um, Chief Klang is waiting for our call. Hey Eric. Hey Eric, this is Isaiah and you are on the Listen Local podcast. Hey, thanks Isaiah. You guys able to hear me okay? Yeah, yeah we can hear you great. I, I think Isaiah needs to put some respect on that name. This is Crowing <laughs> County Sheriff elect Eric Klang you're talking to. Not just Eric. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let, let's let's get that right, boy. Absolutely. He Absolutely. drives a stupid red Dodge Ram. If you Isaiah ever want to pull him over, yes. go for it. Stop it. <laughs> stop. Oh, Eric man. actually kind of complimented me on that the other day, so yeah. you should just stop. I think you're on your own side there. But hey, congratulations, sir. Uh, thank you so much for taking a second to, to give us a ring here. Yeah, absolutely. I sure appreciate it. Uh, having, yeah, we're just out picking up some signs right now, trying to get those. We're trying to get those things picked up before the uh, deadline, which is actually November eighteenth. But I kind of want to be done with this whole election process because it's been a long. Yeah. So I guess I do have a couple questions now that I can ask you, as you are the sheriff elect. When do you? Is it like the presidency and the govern the governor? What is a government yeah, governorship? Governor, yeah. Um, governor where Reyes. you, it's like in January you officially take over? Yeah, it'll be January 1 uh, that I officially take over. And prior to that, we'll be working at, uh, you know, just going through the transitional uh, uh, phases of uh, me taking over January 1. During that time, do you know how much or how often you will still be in Pequot? Are you still going to try to office out of here as much as you can? Is somebody going to take over that chief of yeah, police? Yeah, yeah. Right. I don't really know who's going to be, you know, what the council will decide as far as uh, appointing new uh, chief of police for Pequot. But, uh, yeah, I'll be officially done probably in January, of course, and then I'll take over as sheriff. So I don't really know what they what they plan on doing. Okay, gotcha. No, I was just wondering, uh, wondering how that all works. I mean, the people are going to miss you of Pequot. Really. Absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. I uh, I was work- When I was working the fair of Pequot, uh, folks from Pequot uh, were walking by my booth, and they would say, "I'm not voting for you. I'm not voting for you." <laughs> so that was yeah, that was pretty cool. I mean, I've really I got a great relationship with the folks of Pequot, and I plan on you know I'm not going anywhere. I'm still you know Pequot's still in Crow Wing County, and I'm going to work uh, at hard at partnering uh, our and strengthening our relationship that uh, not only with Pequot but the other lo- uh, local law enforcement agencies as well i read a quote in the dispatch this morning saying that you were praying for a big win not just a win but a big spread and that's exactly what it was you you sort of dominated this one yeah for sure and uh, that's exactly right i wasn't looking just for a win i wanted a big win i wanted an overwhelming response from folks and i'm sure glad uh you know i think with all the midterm election stuff that was going on i think that really brought people out 
I know uh, when we see the final numbers coming up, but uh, um, there's a lot. There was a lot more people that got out the boat. Uh, I think just the people on alone, um, it was very similar to the uh, 2020 election uh, for folks getting out, which is the primary vote. This is the midterm, so usually people don't go out as much on the midterms, but in this case, this year they did. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you definitely hit the hit the campaign trail. I mean, it was we had you on a few months back, and you know, all summer we, we we got to see you out and about, and going to the parades, and you know, really just being involved, even business after hours running India out there has been awesome to see. You know, just your involvement in the community um, versus you know some other people out there. Oh, uh, you know, that's that's really one of the things that drives me. I just uh, you know, I get energized by uh, talking to people. I know sometimes that's a draining for some people, but. Uh, for me, it's, uh, you know, go, even going door to door, knocking on doors, and, you know, people would come to the door, and I'd have a smile on my face by the time, um, you know, I would uh, I would leave that house because they were just so happy and excited that uh, uh, for me, which made me excited as well. Yeah, and I did, put on a lot of mi- I did put on a lot of miles, no doubt about that. Yeah, um, you know, I think I broke my Fitbit with all the walking I did. <laughs> <laughs> What uh, what does life look like here after you take over in January? I mean, what are what are kind of the main things you want to focus on? Uh, what's the day to day job look like? Well, I think there's going to be um, you know there's going to be some doing those some real challenges, not just facing trolling, but law enforcement overall. We have a recruitment and retention issue. I need, need to really focus on that, and uh, we need to work on recruiting um, and getting some of the you know best people. Everybody wants to come to Crowling County. They love living here. Uh, the people are nice. There's hunting. There's fishing. So we should, you know, have a good, uh, a good group of folks that we can choose from uh, to fill the ranks for the uh, uh, as deputies and also as correction officers. So I'll be working on that for sure. Uh, the other, you know, the other issue we have is the opioid, you know, uh, the drug problem that we have, unfortunately, and that's something that uh, I'll be working on and partnering with our local officials along with our community stakeholders to really, uh, you know, intentionally target uh, this uh, this epidemic that we have happening, not just here, of course, but across the country as well. Yeah, I mean, I know that was a big part of your campaign as well. And, and just seeing and knowing you and knowing that you are going to work hard to get this done means a lot. And you you had touched on why you really wanted to run for sheriff and that you wanted to see more motivation and more action out of that department. And I think that um, at least I've seen it in the past here in Pequot. And I think uh, we're, we're in pretty dang good hands here with you in the, in the office now. Yeah. And, and really that's, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a real collaborator. I'm a, I'm a, I love building partnerships because we can do so much more together when we're working together versus when we're just apart trying to do things on our own. I mean, in, in the full grand scheme of things, we're, we're relatively a small group of, of uh, law enforcement um, officers. So we need to we need to pool our resources. We need to work together. The sheriff's office is kind of the first strings of, of law enforcement. Uh, we need to partner with these other agencies in, in training and in education and um, you know doing these uh, um, you know these. Brainer Lakes towards zero depth, uh, you know, just in partnering in all sorts of different ways where we can uh, really make an impact uh, for the safety of our community. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, uh, thank you so much for your time. Anything else you want to touch on while we got you on here? 
No, 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 no. You guys will have to have me back too because I, yes. I do love having fun and I love uh, joking around with you guys. And you guys are always you get do a great job on these podcasts, and I just uh, I enjoy listening to them. And you guys just bring a personal piece to it to every one of us that we can all relate to, and I appreciate that. Awesome. I, I do have sorry. I have one more question for you. <laughs> Uh, oh, absolutely. When you saw the win, did you first thing go into the next room where your family was and, and tell them there's a new sheriff in town? <laughs> I don't think I'd say that to my wife. Uh, you, you don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? We expect to see you January 1st right here at the Listen Local <laughs> office. It's just so that, you can say that to us. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and Jacob wants right. to, to point out that you are the second person that mm-hmm. the Listen Local podcast has we have backed. Yep. And and then we won. are and then one. So we yeah. are two of two. Correct. Uh, so, hey, there you, you go. Know, I I, you're awesome. welcome, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You guys, you guys threw me over to the win section. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Yeah. It all is, right? I, I know. I think, yeah. I mean, we're worth at least 6,201 votes or something like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. Congrats. And uh, we'll talk soon. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. We'll see you soon. What a guy. What a he sounds so happy. He I does, still yeah. can't. I, I, I don't know why I think about it so often, but this last bean hole days, Eric was Eric was the <laughs> king bean. Yep. Not this past summer, but the summer of four. Mm-hmm. Summer of twenty one. And when he handed over the throne or the crown uh, at this last summer, he said now I'm just a has been. <laughs> I, I have. Uh, That's a good. I, old I can't get over it. No, nah, I, I know. It's I a think funny about one. it weekly. Do you think if he <laughs> were still crowned King Bean, King Bean, yeah, he would have had time for this campaign trail? I don't Not know. Not a he, chance. I don't think he can be king, a chief, a Mr. king, Mr. and Mr. Leechold has never reached out to us. <laughs> If he wants to win something, he better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, we do have our guest. I was happy when Isaiah said, hey, we should have Jack on the podcast because Jack, this is my stepbrother, Jack Makowski. Oh, my God. He owns a business. So happy. That was such a terrible introduction. Those are some right. terrible headphones <laughs> you're wearing. Actually, I do have something to tell you, though. I almost had an accident on the way here. Oh. Yeah, so I looked for the first, like, gender-inclusive bathroom so I could take a sheet <laughs> in. <laughs> Oh, no, Jack. but without further ado, honestly, thank you so much for coming on, uh, Mr. Jackson Mikowski, owner of JM Heating and Air. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for joining us. So uh, you have decided to start off on your own uh, business venture. Sounds like uh, it's been going well for you so far. Yeah, it's been going great. Um, been a couple months now and keep gaining more and more customers. So that's what I want. Why Why start your own business? Um. Well, I was working at Joe's Heating and Air for about five years. I uh, learned kind of enough. Joe passed, one of my best friends in life, and it just wasn't the same working there after that. And mm-hmm. um, it's always kind of a dream of mine. That's awesome. Jack, I think we see it more and more in this area, especially um, the younger generation crowd, you know, mid-20s to 30s, these, these kids starting up businesses. I know Colton and myself were sort of in the same boat. We were late 20s when we started our, ours up here, too. What is it about this area where you feel confident at, that a late 20-year-old kid can run a business? Well, I think it helps that a lot of my family members have ran businesses. So my dad's owned a flooring business for 30-something years now since he's about 18, 19 years old. Uh, my brother Nick, he owns a mobile DJ company. They're both very successful, and um, they've been able to help me out along the way, which has been nice, just uh, teaching me taxes, um, 
I want to get an LLC, everything like that. Referring me to an accountant helped out a lot. Um, I think also, too, there's a lot of older people in this area that are starting to retire, especially in the trades. Um, and one of the bad things is a lot of them are selling out to city people, um, people that own large companies in the cities, and a lot of locals don't like that. They want someone local. Do you think that's your biggest selling point and why uh, you're going to start getting business? I think that can help out a lot. So growing up in a family of it seems like each one of the Mikowskis does a different trade. You know, how much did that help? I guess each of you as well, you know, like the flooring to the tile to now heating and cooling. I mean, I've known you for what happened to you? Uh, I am. He's not a Mikowski. Or Zach. I forgot about that. Yeah. Zach's going to take over the flooring, but that's why Bill hasn't retired uh, yet. Uh, <laughs> Zach's a different breed. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of Martian in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if he's lucky. But, uh, <laughs> oh, man. So, but I mean, honestly, it's it's got to help a little bit with each of you doing something different, but, you know, I a productive trait. Helped. I trade. mean, I always went to work with my dad when I was younger just to hang out. And he always paid me at the end of the day, usually bought me candy or a new video game or something. And mm-hmm. just pick up carpet scraps. And it's always fun. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked for him for a few years after high school, um, did some construction after that, and got offered a heating and air job. And I was like, ah, I don't know if I'll like it or not. But here I am five and a half years later. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, you know, I've, I've gotten to know this question very well over the last 10 years. God, it's already been a decade. But what's it? I think this whole town knows Bill Mikowski. What's it like being Bill Mikowski's son and growing up with a Bill Mikowski as your dad? Uh, it's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> hmm. No, he's a great dad. He's always been there for me, been very supportive. And especially with starting this business, he was the first one to offer me part of his shop and mm-hmm. um, just help me get started. He offered to give me a personal loan to buy tools, which thankfully I didn't need. So Yeah, yeah I'm just curious, you know, long-term looking into the future, where, where are you trying to take this thing? How, what do you think the next few years look like? Uh, next few years, I'm... <laughs> Hoping within a year, well, I don't know if I really hope it, but I'm thinking in a year I'll have to start hiring people and from there just kind of slowly going and going and uh, do a lot of new construction, a lot of service work. So, Do you see yourself doing more of the homes or commercial or both? Or like what's, what do you like to do the best? Um, I do not know very much commercial, uh, residential, and there's really not much commercial work around here. Mm-hmm. You're doing like shouses and stuff though, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, I love doing those. They're nice. I mean, that's that's a big yeah. property. <laughs> it's still residential. I yeah, mean I guess. I mean those ten thousand square foot homes on Whitefish, they're residential. So. True. Very true. So what's been the hardest part you said what's been like two months you said since you officially became JM he- I mean, I wouldn't say anything's been too difficult. Um it's pretty easy because I have people ask questions too if I need it. Um yeah, nothing's been too difficult. I'm comfortable and have a what's the word I'm looking for here. Cat's got my tongue. Um, confidence to do it. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Well, in, in in the reality is is that what a lot of people think is is starting your own business. Think people think it's such a huge undertaking, right? And especially in the trades, you know, when in reality, and and Colton can speak for this, like one of the most valuable attributes for uh, somebody who's working in the trades is like being able to communicate and call them back and show up on time. Mm-hmm. And if you have those bases and can start with that and just a good attitude, I mean, it's going to it's gonna take you a long ways. Uh, it's that and just 
I think being an outgoing person helps a lot too. Um, especially when you're doing service work, you're meeting with customers, taking that five to 10 minutes at the end when you're done fixing their unit to get to know them a little bit and create a relationship. Yep, for sure. It's probably my favorite part of it, to be honest. Yeah. How do people get a hold of you? Um, 612-581-6167, or you can email me at jmheatingandairmn at gmail.com. I think one more thing before Jacob goes on his tangent. Mm-hmm. What are What are some... Maybe maybe there's one thing. Maybe there's top three things homeowners should be looking for in this transition in the seasons. What what should they be doing uh, with the systems that they have, or should they call you and get you in there to do X, Y, or Z? I hate to say it, but the number one thing is don't forget to change your air filters. Mm-hmm. It it happens all the time. I get units fried every winter because people don't change their air filters. Should also before I do go on a tangent. Uh, yeah, I just thought of something too. Go well, hey, okay, good. Then we can keep talking. Tangents. <laughs> <laughs> How often should somebody's um, heater or air conditioner be checked? Is it multiple times a year, once a year? Um, it really depends. Once it gets older in its life, uh, probably 10 years and older, it should be checked annually um, just for safety reasons. You got to get your CO checked because if that goes into your ductwork, it's a silent killer right there. But also, the first three years of new units are, that's what's going to make the life of it happen. So get it serviced every year for probably the first three, four years. And I had the week from hell this last summer where I called Jack <laughs> three times about three different things, right? I mean, you went to my house, it was like 95 degrees and you came mm-hmm. and fixed that one. And then it wasn't more than 24 hours later, it went down at Niswa, and that one had to be replaced at the Woodstock Water Office. It just like, <laughs> yeah. I, it was back to back. The amount of, the amount of people out there that, that try and do it themselves. and yeah. I called Jack because I didn't know I what a boiler Jack. looked like. <laughs> you didn't even have a boiler. You had electric. <laughs> <laughs> you had no furnace or boiler in your home. So since that, the, yeah. All electric. Well, that one found that one out. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Yeah. So I have one question for you around the, the filters, right? I've always was told to buy a cheaper filter. Yep. But is that true? To buy like the cheaper blue, or blue filters that aren't as hard on it, don't catch as much, but they're not as hard on your furnace? Yeah. Is that true? Or um, that's what I recommend too. And then you can get other forms of just cleansiness in your system. You can get UV lights and all this installed to uh, kill the dust and get rid of it. But your system's not going to last as long as if you're using those high-grade expensive filters. It's funny because I read this Dr. Oz article about how he's recommending all this to everyone, all these fancy filters, and he has no idea that he's just costing people money. So it seems like if it's, like Colton said, if it's really, really hot, 90 degrees, or in my case, really, really cold, is that your like busiest time of year, or is it during this transition time between seasons? Uh, this transition time, I give it about another two weeks to a month when people start calling for their maintenance because everyone likes to wait till the last minute. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be nice if they would do it right at the beginning of, or right towards the end of August because then uh, all the companies have time to actually get to them and do a good job on them instead of just rushing through everything. Yeah, for sure. I'm trying to think, do I have any more stupid stories about my heating or cooling? experience do you know what an air filter is <laughs> no but jack told me i needed it so I paid him for one. <laughs> well not for your electric baseboard you probably don't yeah i thought that was in a car to be honest <laughs> no it was in his uh new house so the filter he had on the furnace there was silicone down to the furnace couldn't change it 
How is that a thing? People that don't know what they're doing. Wow. Or just laziness. Just... Homeowner special. <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> seen a few of those. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there was that. What else? I mean, it, it is nice that uh, you have somebody that you know that knows the trade because I literally, that whole house actually, painting, heating and cooling, um, floors. I, I just, it was, it's nice to have people because I was just like, I, yes, like, I don't know. It's in so, your blood. It's yeah. Like this heritage thing. Or yeah, something. probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But. I, I do I, have a big I don't project. Know if you got that. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe it was a little hands joke first, but no, no. it's a Jewish joke. I got it. It's okay. We, we hands jokes aren't as fun anymore. No, I know. It's sort of wore out. It's like when I made a Jewish joke to your dad, and he said I look like the Unabomber. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I was like fourteen at the time. I was yeah. like, "Who the hell is the Unabomber?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Um, so heating, cooling. Um, do you hunt? I wish. Um, not really, although I do live in a residential neighborhood, yet I can bow hunt where I'm at. Okay, so oh. the reason I ask is because I want the listeners to hear about Colton's hunting trip. Oh, we're going there? Yeah, because as, as bad as I thought Florida was in my trip there for a couple of days, no, I, didn't even, I don't even want to say bad. You were with good company yeah, and all that I, stuff. It's more of just... I don't want to I don't want to complain. A series I, of unfortunate I've events. said it a million times on this show. My wife is a saint. Mm-hmm. I uh, owe her everything. I would not have been able to go if she wasn't so understanding. But, uh, yeah, it was more of a camping trip than it was a hunting trip. They're just... We, we got in a day and a half early, right? We 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 got early, we got there early enough to do a day and a half of scouting after we got camp set up, so we've picked a spot. This is in Colorado. We picked a spot at ninety eight hundred feet, something like that. We had just missed a snowstorm, so there was like eight inches, somewhere between six and eight inches, and it was just above like thirty five degrees somewhere in there. So sun was hot enough during the day to melt a little of the snow. So the tracks were, tracking elk was damn near impossible because the snow was just crispy as all get out. You couldn't, couldn't find anything. The amount of people that were around just it just sucked. Every every aspect of it really just wasn't fun. Uh, from a hunting perspective, there's just too many people. the The weather wasn't right. Just nothing working in our favor. But as the week went on, we were watching the forecast and we knew that we were working towards a uh, nice big snowstorm. We're like, if we can just get to Thursday, we're going to get this fresh blanket of snow. We're going to be able to get clean tracks. Temperature is going to drop. Everything's going to start moving. We're going to be good. And uh, 2 a.m. that Thursday morning, I woke up to the tent collapsing uh, in the top of the tent laying on my face. And we packed up and headed down the mountain. <laughs> so that was, that was where the trip ended. But and no, we... We stocked, we, we thought at least, we never got to lay eyes on them, but we stocked a couple that we think we were, we were getting damn near up on, but never, never saw them in person. Saw a lot, a lot of moose, um, more mule deer than I can imagine. Probably a hundred different deer. Wow. Uh, Did you see a grizzly bear? No bear. Actually, uh, everything I've read says that Colorado doesn't have, oh. they just have black bears. Well, did you look in a mirror at all? Yeah, oh. there's that. There's that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what but, about... Did you see rams? No, we saw. I saw one squirrel. Then I saw moose, 
and I saw deer. That was it. They must go to a spot, all the animals where. Yeah, I mean, that's, like just, that's the thing. I mean, we were second season. Um, the amount of pressure. We talked to a few people after the hunt, and they're like, yeah, Colorado just issues too many tags and is too populated. And yep. So live and learn. But So you got down the mountain, and good thing you had a smooth drive home, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a piece <laughs> of cake. We drove. Uh, it, it is, in hindsight, it is a good thing we left when we did. Um, you know, when we woke up and the tent collapsed, there was two, maybe three inches of snow. By the time the trailer was loaded, there was six inches. We got, we got, you know, 500 yards down the road and six inches was actually like a foot where there was tree cover and it wasn't blowing. Like there was considerable amount of snow, but then we drove another six hours through a blizzard through Wyoming. We de-iced the trailer, the trailer blew a tire, um, <laughs> Yeah, it was just a grueling drive. So then we stopped in Deadwood to, you know, just like really double down. Like you can't have this bad luck and everybody lost a bunch of money. So. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> that was fun. Yeah, but all in all, it was a good trip. That's good. And you're with friends and that's what matters. It was just a winter camping trip. How yep. many, time, how many times right. do people go camping in the winter? Exactly. I mean, None. Right. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, when's the last time you were camping in the winter? When's the last time I went camping in general? Uh, I was <laughs> five <laughs> and I got attacked by a duck a duck a duck i did well i went to go pick up one of the ducklings the mama duck didn't like that too much and i ran and i am afraid See, of we ducks probably could have told you that <laughs> <laughs> it's okay that's yeah. what actually we i was a little worried about one of the moose sightings there was oh. it was calf. a cow with a calf and oh yeah just i don't know is there's it, a lot of people around is it true you know. can smell those things you can smell everything i think when we were getting close when we were getting close up on some elk you could smell what? Really? It smelled pretty what it smell clear like? as day. We were actually hiking one day. It was the longest day of hiking. Um, God, that day sucked. <laughs> we were so damn far out in the woods. And the second we turned back to the north, like we got as far south as we wanted to go, then headed east, like four miles. And then the second we turned back to the north and we're like, we have to head back. We looked over our shoulder and there's like five guys coming on horseback with three elks on their horses like, oh st- really it's like so we were going the right direction but <laughs> it is what it is but on that hike when we got about a mile back from the trailhead uh, we came up on something that we could smell clear as day we looked at each other we we're like that is fish and we kept getting closer and closer and the bear signs got stronger yeah. and stronger and we were like standing on top of bear's den you could just see stuff everywhere and mm. yeah, yeah i, I moved so quickly yeah we got out of there pretty yeah. quick one time in Colorado, that reminded me of a story, actually. One time I had to land my drone um, a little further away than where I launched it from, and I landed it up safely up on top of a, mount, a peak of where we were at. We were up pretty high as well at this spot, not that high. It was over by Estes Park. But I, had to, I landed it, but it was in a little like brushy area, and I had to walk up, and I saw what Sam said were like, Bobcat, I think mountain lion droppings. Oh yeah. So I got real nervous. I I don't think I'd ran that fast since. Yeah, we saw a few tracks of a few different cats, but yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. So good times. So Jack, that's why I asked if you hunt. Will you ever now hearing this story go on like an elk hunt at the top of a mountain? I mean, I'd love to. It's mostly just for the views and everything. I love hiking, and uh, that sounds like a lot of fun to me. Okay. 
Yeah, it was beautiful. I, I really I, don't care if I get an elk or not. I, I mean, will absolutely do it again. I've had elk burger before. It is fantastic. But oh, it's very good. I was surprised, yeah, really and this is like maybe bring me back. Maybe this elk. is just my lack of understanding too. Before we went out there, but I was expecting to hunt a herd. Like I was expecting to get <laughs> get on a herd and you know kind of isolate part of the herd and find what we wanted, and that just couldn't be further from the truth. It was. Like you were you're, lucky to see one. You're you're looking for groups of two to three elk, and you're looking through the forest, not not through the vistas or the plains or the meadows. It's just like so, like this massive mountainside that's got no trees on it, and it's just they're just standing there. Yeah, they're in the deep in the pines, and you got to find them. Hmm. Well then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we know. <laughs> yep. Now we know. Uh, well, I did some hunting over the weekend. Uh, Much sat easier. Sat on my stand. I mean, I did have to walk through a swamp, so that was a little more difficult. Was it frozen yet? Uh, yeah, in the morning it was. Yeah, so that helped. Um, but on the way back, it was very mushy. But, uh, yeah, got to see just tons, uh, tons of turkeys that day. That was great. Saw a nice big old family of turkeys and uh, a few deer, but nothing worth pulling the trigger out. So thank you, CWD, for allowing us to have three weeks to hunt this year. So mm-hmm. I'll be going back out. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not hunt. I don't hunt, but I did no. see uh, the Minnesota State bird pretty much get hunted down the other night at the ice rink. So um, mm-hmm. the loons got yeah. demolished. Yeah, they uh, they were hunting like the hockey team. Yes, that yeah. is what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The icing on the cake for that one is we were uh, chatting with the icing? opposing team, opposing team, uh, and there were some players there that hockey were reference? that were not playing on the opposing team, and they were very tough, uh, even though they weren't suited up. And they, they decided to throw some insults back at us. And I said, well, you know what? We're the Mighty Loons. So we're fierce. Be scared. Yeah. And then they, they thought um, that was funny. After that, they scored three straight goals. Yes. And <laughs> looked up and waved at Isaiah. Yeah. <laughs> Just tipped my hat and went back into the heated office. Yes, exactly. Lots of shots on the Loons in that one. So, um, yeah. yeah. What else? Oh, I think we should maybe mention we did just talk to Chief Klang. Um, and there was an election, and there were more people elected. Um, some of the notable ones were... Yep. <laughs> were more people there elected. Were more there, people there, elected. There, there were more election. Uh, <laughs> some we want to talk about, and some we just could care less. Um, but the Brainerd School Board was a big one. We saw those signs all around Brainerd, and a recognizable name. Yeah, they had a ton. I, what did somebody say, like 19 people running for Brainerd really? School Board? Yeah, and yeah, I think it was, it was huge. four seats. 19 people? Yeah, Probably there was two different, two different set seats that were, you had to pick two or whatever it was. Yeah, it was on the ballot. So yeah, Probably because as crazy as the stories have been here in Pequot, they've been like that, but on like steroids practically in Brainerd. <laughs> Some of those high school stories out of Brainerd are like unbelievable. They're bananas. Yeah. yeah. So, or um, furries, if you want to get into that. But um, no, we don't. No, we okay. don't. No, we can. <laughs> <but> we don't. <laughs> so, yeah, but uh, who do we see? DJ Donlinger um, had the most votes, I believe, on the Brainerd School Board. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Gardner getting reelected. That's yes. pretty cool. Yep. And Angel. Uh, and, I'm assuming and Angel Breezy. did. Angel yep. and Breezy, that's awesome. Yep. How are the kids, Jack? Oh, they're good. Yeah. What's it like being a dad? It's kind of like being an uncle. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Except uh, you yep. can't give them back. Yeah. Okay. Um, Got it. That's my favorite part. <laughs> and they're a lot worse to you. <laughs> they know what they can get away with, and they like to push your buttons. But it's fun. It's fun watching them grow and uh, watching them become them. Yeah. Um, Lil Quinn, she's two, two and a half now, and 
just personality growth has been amazing. It's awesome to see and watch. That's awesome. Isaiah laughed so hard at your post when after Michaela announced that you guys were having another kid and then all you put was another one. <laughs> Isaiah loved that. Oh, dude. That was great. I had that plan for about two and a half weeks just waiting for the moment to happen. I was so pumped. Well, well timed. I knew there would be at least one person I got a hit out of. Yep. 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 Oh, it was oh, funny. Was me. Yep. Uh, back to the election stuff. Another race that we were really seeing a lot of signs in this area was the Cass County Sheriff. Uh-huh. Oh. Brian Welk, who was, um, who was, uh, uh, hang on a second. I want to find the you, word. You got it. Okay. Uh-huh. Who was um, endorsed ah. by our pal Jeremiah in the getaway, as well as Levi LaValle. Oh. Le- he, he beat Chris Thompson. Mr. LaValle. Yep. Pequot board was uh, Pam Johnson. She she won a, a seat there on the board at the the school board for Pequot. Okay, cool. Seems like there was a lot of buzz around this election though. There like was for a not yeah yeah for a midterm. Yep, um, but it's devastating. There's a guy who was running. He was at a wedding. I was DJing this last summer, and oh my god, could that guy get down on the dance floor? Really? I wish he would have won. He was that whole wedding was fun. Um, so he did not win. He did not win. Hmm. Because I don't recognize his name out of any of those. <laughs> I can't really remember his name either. That's all right. Well, yeah, that's why I didn't win. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Heinzman destroyed Sally Booze. Oh, did he? Yeah. That's good. Hey, we are bipartisan on this. Oh, yeah. This. Sorry. Good job <laughs> to everyone who participated. <laughs> but nice job, Minneapolis. <laughs> oh, I really like Heinzman. He's a nice guy. I've had yeah, some nice conversations guy. with him. So Yeah, he's an nice awesome bro. dude. Oh, also... Uh, uh, best Christmas ever. Oh, Woods to Water has yes. selected a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are so excited to get that rolling again. Uh, we were just doing some decorating at the office today. But um, big shout out to some local Niswa businesses. So everybody who attends the lighting festival, um, there's going to be some local restaurants that are going to be chipping in some money towards the best Christmas ever. Uh, as of now, I believe Main Street is the one big one. And then December 7th, uh, I believe it's from 4 to 8 at Big Axe. They, Big Axe is donating a portion of the profits from that evening to best Christmas ever. So if you enjoy having a craft beverage, um, and I believe they have some food there, come on out to Big Axe on the 7th. Sweet. Also, Don Lehman Timon, close enough. <laughs> Is going to be on the podcast next is week. He? Is he? Yes. Uh, yes. That guy has asked me to go play golf with him about 15 times, and I can never make my schedule align. Well, I hope you can make it on December 4th to the captain's thing at Shields. See, I'm still, I still don't have clarification on if that involves me running or not. Uh, uh, and if it does, I think I'm busy. No, no, no. It doesn't involve you running. <laughs> it involves... Cal running or whoever you want else other than you. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I can get by that. Uh, but yeah, so in the next few weeks, make sure to stop out to Woods to Water. Um, we'll announce when our gift tree is up and running, but uh, the link will be posted shortly um, to donate to the local family. And then uh, if you want to stop by the office and grab a gift tag, we'll make sure to let all the listeners know when you can do that. Once again, Best Christmas ever. Uh, we are sponsoring a local family that has fallen on hard times through no fault of their own uh, and just to give them the best Christmas ever. So this is our fourth year doing it and we couldn't be more excited. I hope they ask for extravaganza tickets again because I like to pick you that like one. like that one? Yeah. yeah. I think, and same goal, right? We're trying to yep. exceed that $10,000 mark. Um, 
yeah. smaller family this year. So I think the gifts will be a little easier than it has been in years past where we get, you know, six kids and a couple of parents. This one, this one will be a little easier than that, but uh, as always just fun and mm-hmm. always enjoy just watching everybody come together for it. So yeah. and should, the should smiles on their faces during yeah. a tough time. Drop, it's a smile drop on my days. face watching guys do it. Yeah. Drop day is always fun. So yeah. most cool. definitely awesome. Well, yeah, I don't have too much else. I mean, we've nope. covered quite a bit that, Hey Jack. Yes. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for joining. You guys um, are so sweet. No, I, I like that you guys do the Christmas, uh, the giveaway to the family in need. Um, that's something I thought about about two years ago before I even thought about starting my own business was once I get going, do a furnace giveaway a year with an installation to a family in need, um, most likely a single mother yep. um, just struggling to provide. And I think that'd be very awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a huge expense that comes, comes down to it. I mean, and mm-hmm. a lot of people just, you know, can't swing it and... It's something they need, right? Yeah, I think uh, there's yeah, I mean, no company installing them for under $3,000 anymore. Exactly. Wow. It's crazy. And last year, we were able to give that family, we were able to raise that where it was a softener, um, a water heater, a water softener, and a full furnace. So That's awesome. It's, yeah. Yeah, and that, that was cool because we were able to communicate and get that stuff done before we even did the drop without them knowing, which is cool. Yep. Um. I think Jack should do the sign off. You know, it's funny. I was kind of practicing something for when Jacob kept talking about himself. Yeah, I didn't even do that much this time. I know. You didn't. I, I even practiced. I want to talk about me. Want to talk about I. Want to talk about number one. Oh, my, me, my. What I think, what I like, what I know, what I want, what I see. I like talk about you, 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 usually. But occasionally, I want to talk about me. Button bar. <laughs>